Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances, broken air conditioner, broken down heating system, broken down washer dryer, broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. But Roberts, with a reminder that legendary radio personality Cousin Brucey will join us at the top of the hour. Cousin Brucey, the man who introduced millions of listeners across the United States to the music of the Beatles in 1963. Cousin Brucey will join us at the top of the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. To get us in the mood for Cousin Brucey's visit, we will take you back to February 2014 when Phil Grice visited us in the studio for a special edition of The Sounds of Lost Television that in many respects set the stage for the Beatles' iconic appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show in February 1964. Hello, everybody. This is Joe Franklin from Memory Lane. I want to tell you, you're listening to Ed Robertson on TV Confidential. It's one of my very favorite listening habits. I urge you to keep listening to Ed. He's the best of the best in the talk show field. Ed, congratulations. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that is about to take you back to February 9th, 1964, the night of the Beatles' historic appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show as part of a special edition of the Sounds of Lost Television. Our friend Phil Grice, as he always does, has put together an impressive compilation of rarely heard audio, in most cases rarely heard audio, there are a couple of clips that are available in other forms, but all but two of the clips we're about to hear are only available because Phil had the presence of mind to record them as they played in real time in television in 1963 and 1964, and uh, many of these clips, they not only captured the build-up to the Beatles' appearance on Ed Sullivan on February 9th, 1964, but they provide a nice chronicle of the weeks before and the weeks after that 
pretty much give you a good idea of, of, of the Beatles' impact on American culture during the year 1964 in general. So we're going to be listening to that. Good to see you again. It is my pleasure, Ed. I look forward to um, this uh, salute to uh, the Beatles 50 years ago. Now, I'm going to guess either you were a fan of the Beatles or you had a sense that this was a moment that, oh, that this was a moment in every sense of the word and being the uh, the television archaeologist that you are, you you had the presence of mind to capture it. Well, I was not in that ten-year-old uh, to sixteen-year-old range, um, but in 1964, when the Beatles did appear on the Ed Sullivan Show, uh, most assuredly there was uh, electricity in the air, and I certainly was aware of this being a uh, major emo- a moment on television. And uh, I watched the program, and I did audio record it at that time. It was it was exciting. It was terrific. We were talking amongst ourselves before we started recording. It's interesting. Sullivan was ahead of the curve when it came to the Beatles in 1964. He was behind the curve ten years earlier with Elvis in the 1950s. I, I'm, I'm guessing he learned his lesson with it, well, from Elvis. Well... Certainly, Elvis Presley and his three appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show was a major asset to uh, the um, Ed Sullivan Show and to Ed Sullivan. So having said that, he was always on the look for any huge act that might add huge ratings. And when he was in London uh, in uh, October, end of October, uh, 1963 just happened to be at um, the London airport when the Beatles were coming back from tour, and he knew right then and there he had to sign them up, which he did. Which he did, and of course, uh, I, f- I forgot about this. They made the the appearance that everyone remembers in February 1964, but uh, they they appeared two more times on Sullivan. They appeared for a total of four times. Four times. And, um, so we're even. We're, we're, yeah, we're both we are even. <laughs> In fact, just just for the record, their first appearance was on February 9th, 1964, and they sang All My Loving, Till There Was You, I Saw Her Standing There, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Major moment. They return February 16th, this time, though, not from New York, but from Miami Beach. And um, they sang This Boy, I Saw Her Standing There. From me to you, and I want to hold your hand again. Then the following week, February 23rd, appearance number three, and it's interesting, but this appearance had been taped earlier in the day on February 9th, so that was in the can. They, was that was that to was that to accommodate a touring schedule, or I'm not sure why they did that, but they certainly had a subsequent um, broadcast that they already knew was going to um, be televised. And they did two appearances then, on the 9th, before the live appearance that was put in the can or on quad tape. They then uh, broadcast that on uh, February 23rd. A big gap in time, they come back for a fourth time, September 12th, 1965. And uh, that was the fourth and final appearance. And they appeared um, on that show, which was pre-recorded August 14th, 1965. So we've, we have here a number of pre-records, except for appearance number one, live on February 964, and the following week, 
which was done for Miami Beach Live. I'm I'm guessing by 65, 60, by 65, 66, Sullivan was probably recording his show anyway. Yeah, the uh, original Sullivan shows, and, and again, it's interesting to note that Ed Sullivan had 1,068 broadcasts over a period of 24 seasons. Yeah. All those early broadcasts were live. And through the 50s and early 60s, when they started to uh, videotape them. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure, but I would imagine that the uh, last uh, shows in the mid-60s, those were probably the last live shows. But even ev- even the ones that were videotaped uh, or taped earlier in the day, they were pretty much live on tape. So what was recorded... Well, no, they were live. They came on at 8 o'clock, and no, it no, was no, live. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not talking about the Beatles. I'm just talking about some of the later shows toward, towards the end of oh, his run in CBS. Oh, late, late 60s yeah. and uh, 1970. Yes, whatever would have been recorded would have aired in most cases. But going back to how he was ahead of the curve with the Beatles, one reason why, and you'll get into this a little later on as, 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 as you discuss some of the specific clips we're about to hear, Phil, but uh, he discovered them while he was on vacation in the U.K. in 63. He was on vacation. He was at the airport um, October uh, 30th, 1963. The Beatles had been returning from an engagement in Sweden, and um, they had been really uh, making huge waves with regard to their first album. Uh, It was October 31st. It was at Heathrow. And as soon as Ed Sullivan realized that this was a phenomenal new band out of England, he signed them up, and and that's how that all began. Subsequently to uh, that landing in Heathrow, the Beatles continued their surge. They uh, did a a Royal Command performance in London on November 4th with the Queen Mother in in presence and, and Princess Margaret. That was a major show. Uh, that became uh, a yet another enormous television success. And then at that time, in America, CBS and NBC, they are realizing something very big is happening in England. And uh, what is big is the Beatles and Beatlemania. And they send crews out to um, England to, uh, to do some news reporting. And that's where we get to the very first television appearance by the Beatles, and it was on the Huntley Brinkley Report on NBC, November eighteenth, nineteen sixty-three, on NBC. The hottest musical group in Great Britain today is the Beatles. That's not a collection of insects, but a quartet of young men with pudding bowl haircuts and who spelled Beatles B-E-A-T-L-E-S. They were all born during the Blitz in the Merseyside section of Liverpool, the toughest section of one of the toughest cities in the world. It's anybody's guess why the Beatles emerged from its cellar nightclubs to national prominence, but emerge they did. They've sold two and a half million records, and they earned $5,000 a week. Not long ago, the Beatles arrived at London Airport after a triumphal tour of Europe and the provinces. They were greeted by their hardcore fans, the compulsive screamers, mostly female, mostly between the ages of 10 to 16. Fifteen hundred of these youngsters paid sixpence each to be present at this event. 
Prime Minister Sir Alec Douglas Hume had hoped to use the airport at the same time. The police advised him not to, so he waited until the Beatles were whisked away. To understand just what all the shouting and screaming is about, or maybe not to understand it at all, one must take a good look at the Beatles and listen to their music. Whenever the Beatles are to perform, great gangs of young people queue up for tickets. These children camped out all night to catch the opening of the box office at South End, a working-class resort. 2,000 queued for tickets in Coventry. 4,000 stood all night in the rain in Newcastle. Those who study such things say that at last the British juvenile has someone immediate to identify with, not some distant American rock and roll hero. This weekend, under police protection, the Beatles appeared at the Winter Garden in Bournemouth. There was a near riot. This is the actual sound of a performance by the Beatles. The sound they make is called the Mersey sound because Liverpool is on the Mersey River. The quality of Mersey is somewhat strange. has carried the sobering report that the Beatles may bring their Mersey sound to the United States, to which it may be rejoined, show us no Mersey. Also, one Robert Percival, an artist, proposes to capture the Mersey sound on canvas. Percival, mercifully, is deaf. Edwin Newman, NBC News, reporting. Edwin Newman from the November 18, 1963 edition of the Huntley-Brinkley Report on NBC News, the very first national network news coverage of the Beatles, which, of course, took place about three months before their iconic appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show in February 1964. Audio courtesy Phil Grice, ATVaudio.com. We'll continue our look at the build-up to The Beatles at the end of our second hour, including a clip from the CBS Morning News that originally aired on February 7th, 1964, two days before The Beatles' appearance on Ed Sullivan. That's coming up at the end of our second hour. In the meantime, we'll take a quick time out. Then iconic radio personality, Cousin Brucie, the man who introduced the music of the Beatles to so many of us in 1963. Cousin Brucie will join us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too. And let me tell you, bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com.
Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-717-6901. That's 855-717-6901. You can now purchase t-shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.